the Koi Gig part on Off The Ball. Much more confident in my own skin going into it. We're very organised. Eileen's extremely organised. I feel like everyone's just chomping at the bit to get in there. Subscribe to the Koi Gig part on the Off The Ball app now. Rugby Daily on Off The Ball. With Deliveroo, get top local restaurants delivered throughout the Rugby World Cup. Deliveroo, it's all on your doorstep. Welcome to Thursday's Rugby Daily. My name is Richie McCormack and on the way it turns out Razzie got three wrong as England named their team to play the Springboks but the reigning world champions are unchanged for Saturday's showdown in Saint-Denis and the Ireland team has been revealed for their second WXV group game with Colombia. Rugby Daily is brought to you in partnership with Deliveroo. Get top local restaurants delivered throughout the Rugby World Cup. Deliveroo, it's on your doorstep. First up today, England have made three changes for Saturday's World Cup semi-final with the Springboks. Marcus Smith is ruled out, so is replaced at fullback by Freddie Stewart. Loose head Joe Martyr comes in for Ellis Genge. And in the second row, George Martin returns with Ollie Chesson dropped to the bench. Head coach Steve Borthwick gave an update on Smith and the reasons for his absence. He he took the knock in the game, as, as you're well aware. He... Um, passed the first parts of the HIA process, which meant you know he finished the game, and then the subsequent parts of the HIA process, and and one part of that he he did not pass, and then it was confirmed to me he was unavailable for selection, and um, yeah. Is he is he okay? Like he obviously yeah. disappointed to miss such a big yeah. game. Um, he's he's perfectly fine in terms of um, symptoms, and he doesn't feel anything, and. Um, understand we'd expect him to be available for selection after this weekend. Meanwhile, Borthwick has suggested his changes among the forwards are to ensure they finish the semi-finals stronger. I considered all the, the permutations of a 5-3 or 6-2 and uh, the other thing I consider, and this is much more now over the over the period of time, is understanding the 80, the 80 minutes that you need to ensure that the, the importance, as we've seen in our most recent games, the importance of Q4, the importance, we saw that last week, we saw it the week before, so having the players that are on the bench, they're the right players to finish the game in the way you want to, and that you've got the players starting, the right players to start the game, and that's always the, the, the balance. I think then, with that, I'm always looking physically at where all the players are at, and I feel this is the right combination of players to start and players to finish um, to, to, to get the performance we need. South Africa's kicking game has been frequently mentioned as a means of testing England on Saturday night and Captain Owen Farrell says with Freddie Stewart at fullback, England are well equipped to cope with an aerial bombardment. No, as Steve says, they're obviously uh, they've been, that's been a massive weapon of those for, for years and years now. Um, they've, they've progressed it. They, they, they go uh, a lot of contestable kicks, but not not just off nine. Um, they go across they go across field quite a lot now, and the lethal off 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 turnover at times, um, going to kicks and and getting the balls that are on the floor. And as you saw last week against France, scoring scoring a good few opportunities off the back of that. So um, we've done our we've done our work. We've 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 obviously come up with our plan to 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 negate what we can from them, but also to be able to attack it ourselves. Does Freddie returning just give you a bit more assurance in that area, given his reputation? Well, I think the the thing about Thre- Freddie is um, everybody knows how good he is in the air, and everybody knows what a what a fantastic player he is in in general. But it's it's the want to do it, um, the want to to be in those battles, the want to go and get the ball back for his team, the want to diffuse um, what's 
what's coming our way as well and uh, that's that's he's one of the best in the world at it and that's the way I would be if, it, if I was him as well so running it through that England team Freddie Stewart starts a full back on the wings then again are Johnny May and Elliot Daly Joe Marchant gets his 25th cap at outside centre he's partnered once again by Manu Tuolagi Owen Farrell continues his halfback partnership with Alex Mitchell in the front row then it's Joe Marler Jamie George and Dan Cole Maro Itoje and George Martin packed down in the second row Courtney Laws is a blindside flanker Tom Curry's on the open and number 8 is once again Ben Earl the replacements Theo Dan Ellis Genge and Kyle Sinclair Ollie Chesson provides cover for the second row Billy Vonopola for the back row Danny Kerr is the substitute scrum half George Ford the sub out half and Ollie Lawrence will be the utility back the Springboks meanwhile have named an unchanged starting 15 and the same bench for Saturday night's game head coach Jacques Nienaber explains why he's avoided tinkering with a winning formula Yes, I think the gap, uh, if, if we rotated and, and maybe started with Jasper uh, or with Andre Estres and that is, uh, if you think Jasper was player of the, of the premiership, uh, uh, I don't know if it was last year or the year before that, Andre Estres and as well. So obviously they play against uh, uh, the English uh, players a lot and they were the top performance in, in the English league. So, so obviously you, you look at things like that. Uh, and that's why I think the guys, the gap is is very small. And Andre and them know it. We're open and honest with, with him like that. We, uh, but but uh, uh, Dukes and the guys who got selected. I almost somebody asked me the other day: Are the guys who's who's not being selected unlucky? No, are they not unlucky? The guys that got selected is not lucky. Uh, you know, they do, they they got selected because they deserve it. And. Uh, but I can tell you, they wouldn't. They won't be a big difference if Andre or a, or a Jasper or Faf starts, or they wouldn't. Or Lucanio's at 13. They wouldn't have been a big difference. Uh, and I don't think a lot of people will raise eyebrows if they were selected. And that's probably the the um, positive of where, where we are in uh, our squad as a group. There's 33 players that will that will be good enough, that have enough uh, match exposure during uh, this last 10-11 test matches that we played, that they will be match fit and they, they are all performing. This has been the first World Cup where South African players have been playing in the URC from week to week. The incoming Leinster coach was asked what difference the change from Super Rugby has made to a Springbok squad. There's multiple factors, but the first one is obviously the weather. So in the Southern Hemisphere, I think the game has the tendency to be a little bit quicker because we, we, we always play our games a majority of the times uh, in good fair weather, hard pitches, uh, where... Where when you play in the URC and you play over December, January, February, I mean, and you go and play at Connacht or you go, uh, uh, you, uh, I mean, it can be treacherous. So you you have to adapt your style of rugby to to get a result. Where I think uh, in the Southern Hemisphere, you 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 pretty much are, it's the odd game that you will have to adapt your style of play to to. Um, uh, to fit in with the weather conditions, and then the other thing is from a, from a coaching point of view, uh, because you play a Welsh team and you play a Scottish team uh, and you play uh, Irish team and uh, you play a South African team and an Italian team. Uh, every country has its own unique style of play uh, that you have to coach against. So you get exposure to a lot of different coaching styles and methods. And every and uh, can I put it? Every team as country has its own little soul, uh, how they see rugby and how they play rugby. So you have to adapt 
to that. And then obviously refereeing. You have to adapt. This week you'll get a Scottish referee. The next week you'll get an English referee. The ne next week is a Welsh referee. So, um, uh, And then I don't even talk about the playing surfaces. Then it's a 4G pitch. Then it's grass. Uh, so I think that uh, you, you, you have to be a lot more uh, adaptive. Um, in the southern hemisphere, probably altitude is the one thing, and the time zones, the travel that you have to adapt, uh, adapt to, which is something in the northern hemisphere. I mean, if you at Munster and you play in Treviso, that's probably the longest journey you'll face, which is a couple of hours. It's literally in and out, where in your, if you're in the southern hemisphere, it's two, three-week tours that you have to get used to in different time zones. So um, I would say that's probably the difference in the two uh, competitions. And Captain Sia Khaleesi was asked today how the box stay grounded given their achievements to date. Uh, personally, I think for us as a group, we've got a process that we follow and it doesn't change um, just because it's a, it's a semi-final, you know. So we have those processes. We, our days are the same as they were before and, and, uh, unless like a week like this is a short week, you know, we have to prepare in two days. So we follow those processes and the system and also you have coaching staff and players around you that are with you, that have been in this journey before, that are always there to support you. And I think the, our, the best thing for us is that the coaching staff allows, not allows, like we can have our families with us. So after a tough day, you know, sometimes it doesn't go your way on the day training, you've had a tough day. When you get back to the room, um, your kids running at you, they don't care. That, that really helps us. And the environment, when you come back from training, there's like 15 kids at the hotel, you know, and um, yeah, it's just that home feeling. That's what we, we were lucky to, to be able to create that, that environment amongst our group. I think well, as soon as you finish training, you, kind of, you can switch off because you've got another. You must become a dad, you know, um, at that time, a husband, and you must be, be there for uh, come an uncle to other people's kids. I think that uh, really does help us a lot because that's how we are at home, you know, when you're not playing in the Springbok team. When you're playing for a club, you go back to your family and they get to go through the highs and the lows with you. So a reminder of that South African team for Saturday night. Damian Willemsen continues at fullback. Kirtley Aronsa and Cheslin Kobe are their flying wingers. Jesse Creel continues at outside centre where he's partnered again by Damian Dalende. In the halfbacks then, it's Manny Libok and Kobus Reinach. In the front row, Stephen Kitsoff, Bongi Mbombany and Franz Malherba. In in the second row, Eben Etzebeth is alongside Franco Mostert. Sia Khaleesi, captains aside from blindside flanker, Peter Steph Dutoy is on the open. And then at number eight, we have Dwayne Vermeulen. The replacements then, Dion Furry, Oxen Shea, Vincent Cock, Orgy Snyman and Quagga Smith as they once again go with a 5-3 split. Faf de Klerk, Andrew Pollard and Willie LaRue will cover the Springbok backs. It's five days since Ireland's exit from the World Cup, but the name keeps popping up, especially in All Blacks press conferences. Yesterday, head coach Ian Foster addressed Rico Ioni's mini-spat with Jonathan Sexton that followed last week's game in San Denis. Today, Anton Leonard-Brown suggested a win over Ireland at the tournament was chump change. It was a special one last Saturday, um, but you know, at, at the end of the day, we didn't come here to beat Ireland in the quarterfinals. You know, we come here to win the World Cup. And we enjoyed that night, we enjoyed Sunday and then got back to work on Monday and, you know, Foz has talked about it a lot, um, Bert Anoka, our mental skills coaches, just about getting, resetting, getting back into the right mindset and, um, yeah, I think we did that from Monday onwards because um, we know the challenge ahead uh, tomorrow, uh, we're going to go again and, 
And like I said before, we're here to, to win World Cup and, and tomorrow is another step to do that. Foster says they'll need to improve their discipline tomorrow night, having seen Aaron Smith and Cody Taylor sin-binned last weekend. It's always critical. Um, we were disappointed with um, one thing we didn't want to do against Ireland is get yellow cards and we got two of them. And um, and one we felt was pretty debatable and, and one was fair enough in the circumstances. So, um, But again, it's a constant... You know, the, you've just got to really work hard at that. I think our, our discipline and accuracy um, has improved consistently through this tournament, and um, and and I felt that we had a really disciplined performance again against Ireland. And so I know we had a couple of yellow cards, but for a majority of that game, I, I, I felt we actually were very much in control of how everything everything we did. So we just got to take the confidence from that and expanded out a few more minutes. The Pumas beat New Zealand in Christchurch during last year's Rugby Championship and their coach Felipe Contepomi is hopeful of causing an even bigger upset tomorrow night. Uh, I think that's that's the past or, or it's something that obviously once you beat them once you maybe you humanise them more but it, it doesn't make the game start zero and zero and we know everyone says they'll go through to the final but we are here to give our, our best version and, and play our best rugby, you know. Um, and we'll we have a plan and we'll go for that, you know. Uh, it's not, it doesn't count beating them. It, we don't start with more points because we beat them in, in Christchurch, so we start 0-0. Zero, zero, so. Finally, there are three changes to the Ireland women's team, which beat Kazakhstan for Saturday's WXV game with Colombia in Dubai. Emer Kari starts in the second row, and there's a new halfback partnership of out half Nicole Fowley and scrum half Avon Riley. Fiona Chewett could make her international debut off the bench. The players dropping to the replacements are Dana O'Brien, Molly Scuffle McCabe, and Dorothy Wall. That Ireland team to play Colombia in full has Maeve Dealey at full back. Bevan Parsons will win her 20th cap on the wing. Opposite her is Natasha Bean. In the centre, then, it's Eve Higgins and Aoife Dalton. Nicole Fowley and Evan Riley are that new halfback pairing. You've got Linda Jugang winning her 31st cap at loose head. Neve Jones is alongside her at hooker. And Christy Haney starts a tight head. Emer Corey wins just her second cap in the second row where she's partnered by captain Sam Monaghan. Grace Moore is a blindside flanker. Edel McMahon on the open. Brittany Hogan will start at number eight. Then the replacements, Sarah Delaney, Nevo Dowd, Megan Collins, Fiona Chewett, Dorothy Wall, Molly Scuffle McCabe, Dana O'Brien and Leah Tarpey. That's it for today's Rugby Daily. Don't forget to subscribe to the OTB Rugby feed to get this podcast daily and indeed free in your feeds. My name is Richie McCormack. I'll have more Rugby Daily for you with thanks to Deliveroo tomorrow. Till then, thanks for listening.